welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we analyse movie trilogies and decide which film is playing for the West High Nights. I'm your host, Griner, and joining me... I'm Luke Morgan, and you can tell by the noise that the boys are back again. <laughs> and I'm Golden Throat, and I'll grasp your tail and stroke each tender gill. Okay. So, High <laughs> School Musical, we're finally doing the... The greatest trilogy? Oh, I don't know. I won't say that. It's that's that's high praise. But guys, what do you think about musicals in general? That's where I wanted to start. Conan, what what do you? How do you feel about musicals as a genre of movie? My fondest memory of musicals is um, <clears throat> seeing La La Land with my wife, who wanted to really see it. And then we were in the cinema, and it opens up on that um that opening car number. And she's like, "Oh, gross! What is this?" And I was like, <laughs> this, "This is the movie." And she had no idea it was a musical, so <laughs> she wasn't very into it. Um, I don't know. I I don't mind them. I've, I, I, I don't seek them out by any means. I've seen Singing in the Rain, and that's a really good film just because the choreography is phenomenal. And there's another one that's really popular that I haven't seen, so that shows. Like, I don't seek them out in any way, but like, if a band or a musician or a composer that I really liked was like, I'm going to make a musical, I would see that. But as like, it's not a genre that I uh, veer towards in any in any way. So, like, um, my first note on on this podcast when I started watching it was in capital letters, I really just can't with musicals. I, like, <laughs> I'm not a, like, I did um this 30-day Instagram challenge, like, last year where it was, like, you know, different types of films, like, post, you know, this movie, and it was your least favourite genre, and it's musicals, hands down, for me, unfortunately. I just, I find them really cringy. I relate them to sort of theatre, so it's like watching a play, I feel like, with the overacting and everything like that, and I just, I can't, I really can't with musicals. <laughs> Not a fan of them. Um, I watched La La Land. Um, did not like it. Didn't enjoy it. Uh, didn't watch Les Miserables or anything like that. The closest thing to a musical that I liked, and I think it's different than these sort of musicals, was A Star Is Born. Um, I don't know if that that's sort of like a drama slash musical. It's not mm. like they just break out into like a choreographed dancing with 50 people behind them dancing as well. The, the, the music in that's very much performed as part of the story, isn't it? It's not yeah. they don't break out into song. Yeah. I really, really like that movie and enjoyed that sort of stuff. But with these sort of things, it's just, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. It was, one of the, it was one of the questions I had about this. Like, is that sort of what defines a musical where there's this, they break in, they break into this world of song and dance that isn't actually happening and it's reflective of something like, is that how you define it? That's how my wife explained it as if, and then because, and then at, when the song finishes, everyone sort of just walks away as if that didn't just happen. Never happened. Yeah. Mm. Like it's in their head, like they're all got dementia or some weird paranoia thing going on. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's a, I feel like it's a very acquired taste. Like I didn't like musicals when I first got married. I actually loved, the thing I loved about musicals is my wife would watch them and she wouldn't force me to watch them with her so I could go and play video games or do whatever <laughs> I wanted to do. But, over time, she has definitely worn me down. Like, there's some musicals that she really loves that I really, really like. Like, The Greatest Showman is a phenomenal musical. Hugh Jackman makes my yeah. heart flutter, and Zac Efron's <laughs> in it. Like, oh, yeah, I was, it's. I was going to mention that. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't watched that, but it's 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 a fun movie. But it's it's very much this style of musical too. Like, they just perform songs out of nowhere. Part some of the songs are performed as part of the performances in the movie, but. Um, and like, have you guys ever seen Hairspray? So it's no. it's it's a movie based on like a Broadway theater musical, but I, mm-hmm. it's a really fun movie. And I re- I don't know, I just kind of get into them, and we <laughs> we sit around and we sing the songs together, and it's just I don't know, we have a lot of fun. 
as they are, yeah, they are sort of fun. As my wife and I were watching this, um, I know when you talked about this, watching this with your wife ages ago, my wife was sort of keen for when this trilogy would come around, and she was like, "I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun." Um, she really didn't think think they were very fun. She, <laughs> thought they were, she, she thought they were a different f word, but um, like it just. I, I don't. I, when we, when I was watching, I kept being like, "Is Griner trolling me? Like, does he actually watch these and enjoy them? Because I can't picture you liking them so much." But it's it's yeah, it's, it's the thing. If you like that sort of thing, then I can see the appeal. And it's, it's, it's yeah, it's very much the experience of watching it with my wife. So we both yeah. we both just we have these moments that we laugh at that we just think are really dumb. Like it's like watching a movie like The Room. Like yeah, we're not yeah. watching it because it's good. We're watching it because. There's bits to laugh at, but I actually do think these movies have a bit of heart and soul in them in places as well that I think I personally think is worth applauding. And I do think, particularly as they go on, the music and the choreography gets pretty good. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that with the third one. Like that, mm. we see a huge change. Yeah, um, it's definitely a yeah, it's an experience. I kind of enjoyed these because I was like, these are so they're so bad in a way, and like they're so interesting to unpack as well just like what was going on when they made these films who were they making these for who mm. thought this, and like they they take themselves very seriously which is really interesting and it I, is and i i've watched some behind the scenes stuff and like the director of these movies Kenny Ortega like he's he's actually a pretty good choreographer like mm. if you look at his what he's done like he did choreography for for Michael Jackson and Madonna and like dirty dancing Newsies, like he's got a pretty decent back catalogue of what he's done, and then he directs these movies. And apparently, he was just really into it. Like he was there, showing these kids how they need to act. Like the, I, we'll get more into it, but there's a scene in the second movie where Zac Efron is singing into a pond. <laughs> and his, ref, his reflection in the pond sings back to him. It's no good at all to see yourself and not recognize your face out on my own. It's such a scary place. Ooh. And my wife and I love that scene. We think it's just hilarious. That whole that whole musical number is really, really funny. But like there's a behind the scenes of like Kenny Ortega getting down and showing Zach Efron how he wants him to sing in this pond. And that to me is like the epitome of how these movies were made. Yep. Yeah, that's that sounds right. See, um oh. as that scene was happening and he was leaning <laughs> down to the pond, I was like this is it, isn't it? I was like, this is the scene Grana was talking about ages ago. I was like, I know it. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, it's, a... his reflection's going to be singing back to him. <laughs> and, and the scene where they're on the green and she's running and she's like, I don't think her dress, her dress is like, falling oh, down all the time. And, um, and I read something, that, some interview, I think Zac Efron said, like, he really enjoyed making these when they turned up. Because all these kids were, like, having fun on set. And I'm like, mm. that's that's really cool. Like, I can imagine just going there and everyone's there, like, having a blast. She's singing, dancing. Everyone kind of like there'd be no shame there because we're all doing it. Like it would be a really, it could be a really fun experience. So I um I admire that. That's the other sense I get from these movies is that I think everybody's having a lot of fun, particularly by the third movie. Like I just feel like yeah, everybody's having they're having a good time, and I can join in on that. And I can get behind that. He obviously had the chemistry with um uh what Vanessa Hutchins, mm. you know, because they were together after this and for, after the first movie and. I, I, their chemistry was good because obviously it was real, and it, I feel like it got more intense as the movies went on. You could tell that they are actually sort of into each other and everything like that. Mm. Um, that that whole uh, that song with Zac Efron on the golf course is so dramatic at the start. <laughs> and he, he walks out there, or is it? No, I'm thinking of the one in the basketball court in the third one. How yeah, dramatic! With the CGI basketballs falling down. Yeah. 
that's oh, that song is so See, good. I laughed. I laughed a lot in these movies. I will say that. And yeah, I was having a blast. Like they go so far. Like the hallway. Like he's in one of those sets where the hallway rotates around him. It's like got it's an inception. It's an dance. inception. Like I, I wrote down it. This is literally an NSYNC music video. Like of the. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. The third film has got some like crazy good. Um, yeah. Even that scene it where does. they're in, like they're in the bus. Or like it's like it's on a stage and it's like a bus coming and they're all just doing these. Like they're they're acting up all these the prom or something. It's just yeah. really really well choreographed. I'm like, man, that would be a lot of work going into, it and it looks really cool. The Night of Nights, like that song, that, that yeah. prom song, is it's the best song in the whole series, in my opinion. Like it's just yeah. I wanted to ask that question. What, what's the best song in these in these films? So, yeah, that's well, that's mine. Do you guys have a, have an opinion? Luke, um, do you? I, I like the boys are back. Them just rock out <laughs> in this junkyard. <laughs> And go into town on this car with katanas or something. <laughs> it's that part out. where those two kids come out and it's them. <laughs> yeah, so unsettling. It's funny. It's creepy. I've had yeah. status quo in my head for like two days. Um, and <laughs> what's the other one? Um, oh, the fish song. I um, hookah. <laughs> I keep, that's, I keep singing that's that not culturally. Baby. That's cultural appropriation. I feel like probably. I've probably, probably a lot of issues there. But <laughs> I keep singing that to my lady. Like I just get right up her <laughs> face and like sing it, like sing the tune to her face, and it's just it's a lot of fun. These I'm are really glad. good songs to replace words with. Like they're good. Yeah. They're very catchy tunes. Yeah, I'm glad these these movies have rubbed off on you guys a little bit. I was going to say you All guys right. are going to make me feel bad for trashing on these films now. No, you can, like that's <laughs> that's the other that's the other part of this. Like I know this isn't high art. I know this isn't great cinema. I know they're not. Even movies that, like, the whole time watching these, I was laughing to myself the fact, the thought that Conan and Luke are watching these. Like, <laughs> that was almost the funniest part of rewatching these again for me. It's just like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I've made these boys watch this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy that I've seen them. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like, <laughs> I've, I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. I, I tell you, I, I felt really accomplished when the credits rolled on the third one. I was like, yes. <laughs> but which ending? Which ending? There's three endings in the third movie. Is like, there? you know, particularly in the second and the third movie, they have a lot of endings. We'll get to that. All right. Yeah. Do you I guys want some stats? Out the second, first credits. <laughs> yeah, give me some stats. All right. Review scores. Mm. Uh, the only one that's reviewed them all is Rotten Tomatoes, so we're going to have to go with that. Uh, the original High School Musical, 63%. High School Musical 2, 82%. High School Musical 3, Senior Year, 64%. And this is why mm. we don't take Rotten Tomatoes seriously. Uh, I, I do like that score. It's not my probably opinion but i think number two is a special movie <laughs> it is a special movie I, uh, I don't know. what's the budget on these what's the- i was gonna say i've now that the budget gets weird because the only one of these that had a theatrical release was the third one yeah, the other two that. were straight to, to disney channel okay so that addresses one of my issues in it because I, I didn't know that um yeah and i kept writing i was like 
they seem like Disney Channel movies. I was like, yeah. they even fade to black as if it's an ad. I was yeah, like, why are they fade to black <laughs> like it's an ad? Oh, yeah, okay. it, it's okay. it's a, it's the third movie is very different from the others. Like you can tell, it's it's got budget. A, a whole another level. Well, but it doesn't really. So, High School Musical four point two million is the budget. High School Musical two seven million, and then High School Musical three eleven million. So it's not like the biggest jump, but. They only have records for the third movie because it's the only one with a theatrical release. It made $274 million. Ooh, I read that. That's insane. It's ridiculous. That is freaking insane. Return on like this series is just makes some money out of nowhere. Oh, I it saw was- these at the cinema. <laughs> Did you? It was actually, sorry, I hadn't seen any of the others. My wife dragged me to the third one in the cinema. And from there, we watched the others and the rest is history. Did you watch the third one? You're like, I need to go back and see where this started. No, I, I didn't, what I didn't love it. I was like, I'll go, <laughs> what led up I'll go with point? you because I love you. Yeah. These came out, what, 2006, 2007, 2008? I think yeah, it was like 2005, yeah, or something. Yeah, but... it, so I was in year five, year six, and year seven at school. And so I'm just like, I remember, I remember by the, the time I reached high school, Zac Efron was already ingrained in like the and so and I guess boys. and the boys, man. <laughs> everyone, had hair, everyone had their hair kind of like him. I think the boys true. one for Zach Efron came later. Yeah, when he actually, you know, he when, he, yeah, when he became like a like, stallion. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, I can, I can. Looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, actually, I guess all of those girls in my school probably would have seen this at the cinema because they were like everyone. All the, they were all fans of this. So, see, that's the thing. Before even watching these, I'd never sat down and watched them. But when Grona um, brought up that we were going to do this, this tr- like thing, I, straight away I was trying to think. Of course, the first thing that came to my head was we're all in this together. Yeah, like that came to my head. I knew that song from it, and just mm. I grew up like my mum had a family daycare, so I think it was just on all the time. These movies on Disney Channel. I think my younger sister watched the hell out of it when she was like at that age as well. Um, so all these songs were almost. A, like PTSD flashbacks came back as I was watching them. I was like, "That's right, I remember this this song." I remember some this. of the songs. Some of the songs did like hit the charts as they often do, and were like being played. They did, the yeah, video. yeah. So I think, yeah, I heard these songs. I knew I was waiting for a bunch of them, and I was like, "I, I remember, I know this song somehow." And it's because I think it was just playing on everything for a few years. Yeah, I had that thought. I kept being like, "This song sounds so familiar," mm-hmm. and I was like, "I've never watched this before, surely." And I just thought, but yeah, they would have been on the radio and. Everything obviously because they were popular. So, yeah, just ridiculously popular somehow. <laughs> so, do you guys think this deserved to be a trilogy? It's it's much more than a trilogy. It's it's three movies. It's got spin-off films. It's got the a TV, TV series. series. Are you watching the TV series? I may be. <laughs> I may think it's better than it has any right to be. Okay. <laughs> None um, of the original cast. It's, it's a lot more. There. It's a lot more woke than the movies. I will say that, but yeah. it's good. I really quite enjoy it. Like, that's not to its detriment. No, true. It's like, this is the kind of thing that you can just, it's a pool you can dip your toes in forever. Like, they can just get mm. something out of this endlessly because high school is always going to be here. Music is always going to be here. You can literally just have this every generation come around and do anything with it. And it's like, because all it is is just, it's a high school drama, which is like a timeless genre. Yeah. To music. Would you be it there? Really, I mean, it really one? is the the most, like, the easiest to dip in, you're right. Yeah. Would you be there day one for a high school musical reunion if they brought the original cast back? For there like was one. There was one in 2016, apparently. Like in like my an actual movie. My research. No, it was just a get together. should like, do a, I, a movie. I don't know that I'm that, I'm that into it. Reunion. I heard there was talks of it's the not a bad idea. Like, 
a fourth film and Zac Efron was at some point Zac Efron was like going to come back for her. I don't know if that ever. It's been to interesting show. to watch his career. Like I think he's, I think he really tried to rebel away from it, and now he's come back around. And he's like, no, this this actually worked out well for me. I mean, that's the thing. Once a wildcat, always a wildcat. <laughs> it's a wildcat. That's right. But, but I kind of see why, because no one from these movies had a good career after it. It just him. Like that's it. Literally, he's the only one who's had any sort of considerable career. Which is, um, maybe he was under something. He should have rebelled. Mm. I, I think he, a hope. he's a good actor. I do. I like. I really like him. And my wife definitely seeks him out in other movies for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> I'm like Vanessa Hudgens had a small career afterwards, but she definitely petered out. Like she, not on Zac Efron's level by any means. No. I think Ashley Tisdale is just like the Disney Channel person. Like that's what I associate her with. It seems like it. If did anything else? Which but... which one is she? Sharpay. Sharpay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's that voice as well. Vanessa Hudgens' career seemed kind of derailed by that nude photo scandal that happened. I think it was yeah. between. It was either between these films or just after, but I think that was like, obviously it's like late uh, 20 aughts or whatever you call it. I think it was still in that sense of like when that happened, it was a huge shaming thing. It was like this Disney girl's trying to go bad and it's like, yeah. so the media was pretty unkind to her. I think her career really suffered because she didn't really do much until she's been in a couple of like small films and she was in um, Spring Breakers, which is a very clear like rebellion against the Disney, yeah. Yeah, the, the Disney film culture. Um and I don't know if she's a great actress, but just kind of sad to see no one go on to do much. It, yeah, it's interesting that something this big produced so little in the long run. Mm. There, I think a few of them had like continued to star in Disney movies. I think a few of them, but yeah, that might be a lucrative career, but could be. I'm sure, they're they're doing fine. Like I think <laughs> the people that are in these movies are doing pretty fine. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Disney I think... would be pretty unkind to. To actors, they would just be. I like, mean, the budgets were not that high. No one's getting paid a million dollars to do any of these movies, and they and they wouldn't have given royalties. They would have been like, you get nothing. You get you get exposure on the Disney Channel, which is as good as gold. Often, like so yeah. many people get big from Disney, so you can't. I don't know. All right, let's do it. Which movie is the worst, Luke? Um, I really struggled to separate these these films, <laughs> but when I sat back and reflected on it, I feel like um my answer has to be the first one. Um. I feel like I I don't like the music as much in the first one. I I think the music, the choreography picks up. I think the chemistry between the actors picks up as the films go on. I feel like the second one has like a good story, not good, but it's got a story. It's got a story like following through that is outside of the musical aspects of it. Um, But yeah, I'll just, my vote would have to go with the first one. I had the, the, I cringed the most for the first one. I feel like, and <laughs> Zac Efron's not singing in the first one. That's right. It's it, it's an absolute crime, and so that, on on that alone, it should should be dis- discounted from this. Trilogy. You can tell with his songs in two and three, it sounds completely different than his songs in the first one. And when he yeah. started singing in the first one, I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, that's <laughs> that's not him hitting them high notes, and that's apparently the reason why they had someone else do it. But so my votes for the first one. Yeah, I mean. I was the same. I'm like, these are weird films to separate. Um, I think I can easily separate the third from them, so I won't mm. go that. I could have gone either or with the first or second. So for the sake of, because um, I think Grant is going to say the first as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, do you have any more to add to that before I attack? I mean, Grant is the expert, so Grant is. That's the right. Level. That's right. I mean, it, it it clearly has the lowest budget, and it clearly shows that budget like on its sleeve. Like it, there's just a lot of like if you look at. Any of the background dancers in the first movie, like they're just doing nothing. Like nothing's really going on. There's a handful of people who kind of know what they're doing. 
Um, as you said, Zach Efron not singing is just an absolute crime. Yeah, the music and the choreography just really grows as the series goes on. There's a lot of characters that they introduce in the first movie and they kind of just, oh, Zeke's into baking and this girl likes to dance. And that's <laughs> that's as far as the characters go. You don't get any more fleshed out than that. I think the other two movies, while they don't do a whole lot more with them, you do at least get interactions with them, which fleshes them out a little bit more. Um, and status quo, as good as the song is, there's some really off-key singing in that song. Dear, there's no explanation for this awesome sensation, but I'm ready to let it fly. <laughs> if, you, if you watch it back. Um, yep. And that alone, as much as I love the first one, like I think it has a charm to it. It's it's the weakest movie by far. I just love the girl being like, I, I love hip-hop. I love dancing. I feel like it might be a bit cooler than homework. Hip-hop is my passion. I love to pop and lock and jam and break. Is that even legal? Not another beat. It's just dancing. Sometimes I think it's cooler than homework. No, 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 no. <laughs> but my main um, grievance with the first one is how good the quality was of that webcam when they were cap- they captured Zac Efron. <laughs> and it's like this perfect 4K camera and this guy's just holding this little dodgy webcam that everyone had in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it's just showing the exact footage that they've filmed the film on of him there saying this speech about Vanessa. That's just um, America. They had better internet. Oh, true. Yeah, it was MBN back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my main issue with that one. But I think Zeke baking was hilarious. That was the uh, – that because that becomes like a recurring joke through him that he's just really into baking. And I'm like, yeah. that was actually kind of funny. And the post credit scene where Sharpay comes back and she's like, these cookies are amazing. I'm like, <laughs> I giggled. I didn't realize there was post credit scenes. I bailed out the second the credits (laughs) popped up. I was like, all right, on to number two. Here we go. I missed out on some gold, obviously. You did. I mean, like some of the some of the lines in like I wrote some of them down. After all, she loves pie, like P I. Not 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 good writing. Not that clever. I guess I don't know how to speak cheerleader and this is Unless you speak cheerleader as is. Oh my gosh! Isn't Troy Bolton just the hottie super bum? Oh, no. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> See what I mean? I guess I wouldn't know how to speak cheerleader. Oh, oh that, that whole scene where she's like, isn't Troy just the hottiest hearty heart? Oh, it's so oh, bad. See, it's very cringy. So I wrote, when she says that, I paused it and I wrote down the note. I was like, no human being talks like this. I was like, they're not. No. But they're not human, these people. They're no. complete cartoon characters. Um. And obviously, it's much cheaper with the fade to blacks. Like you can tell, it's it's not on the quality of the other films. Um, yeah. I don't like. I find it obviously it's early two thousands, and you can figure for the whole cheesy like, oh, this poor pretty girl is just too intelligent, and that's not her only trait. And she's I poor know, her, not... and she's actually a really good singer too. But no one knows this. And <laughs> the whole trilogy has a real problem with with like um with Zac Efron and like Gabriella and Troy being just the most perfect people ever. They're good at everything they do. But what is them? And they somehow, yeah, exactly what is them. It's like yeah, it's like the billionaire well. being upset and wiping their tears with $100 notes. Like, <laughs> get out of here with that shit. But then it's it's not even just that everything is perfect about him. His house is this, like, mansion. He's got this basketball. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's nothing <laughs> to be, like, he has no adversity to have a struggle other than, like, I'm actually an awesome singer too. Yeah, there's like a line in the second movie where he's like, my parents are saving pennies and they're never going to get me to college. It's like, have you seen the house you live in, dude? Like, seriously. I think your parents are lying to you, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> your parents are loaded. Uh, yeah, there's 
like you're right. No one talks at all. Human. It's such a even like the opening part where um Troy's playing basketball with his dad, and his mom's like, "Did we come all the way over the country to play basketball?" And they look at each other and like, "Yeah." It's like oh, you could just freeze frame there and be like family friendly fun. <laughs> what cracked me up was before coming on here, I was like. Is there other other quotes? I knew I wanted to use that song as my intro quote. I was like, is there another quote, like Golden Nugget I'm missing? And I looked up the top 20 quotes from High School Musical. <laughs> and like, I swear number one was that quote about, it was. did we come yeah, here from basketball? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's not a memorable quote. <laughs> like, that's oh, their top stuck. one that they can it's use. stuck with me. Oh, okay. I want to know, what is that party they go to? There's like this family-friendly kids party where there's a DJ and it's like, this is underage kids here, but it's like, what, it's, what, I mean, what's uh, happening? That's, that's I don't know if you've ever been to like a holiday place. Like on a cruise, they have that sort of thing where all the kids go off to a party on their own, so the parents can go get trashed. I see like that sort of thing exists. But that whole that whole intro is just like a throwback to Greece. I don't know if you guys caught that with I. But if you have a bit of them, if you if you know the musicals like I do, um, it's it's very much a riff on Greece, except for instead of being at the beach, they're at the snow. Eh? Oh, you're right. Yeah, because they meet. Yeah, okay, I do see that. That is the one thing I'll give the first one. It's actually kind of got a an awareness of what it of what it is because it is the best coming out of the closet drama disguised as a Romeo and Juliet play I've ever seen. I'll give it that because <laughs> that's literally what it is. There are so many double entendres and plays here that it's like it's clearly like about coming out, and it's and it's a Romeo and Juliet story. Like there's even balcony scenes where they go and see her, and it's like I'm yearning for my love, but we we can't be together because of the status quo. Because we're too different, we we can't sing. Like it's yeah, I kind of like that that it's it's riffing on these big things. And there's the post credit scene of like both of them dying by poison, which was pretty dark. But <laughs> well, that was on that was on Disney's Channel X. Yeah, oh, onto the Star Channel. Yeah, yeah, on the Star Channel. <laughs> Zach, everyone's just dropping f bombs and stabbing people. Um, I'm just going to attack High School Musical two then. If we just yeah, let's let's do it while we're here. So, so High School Musical 2, oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. so wait, we don't think 2 is the best? <laughs> no, two is, 2 is not the best. 2 is excellent, but it's not the best. Well, I mean, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it is. Well, that's why By I 20%. Um, I, just want to, I just want to talk about this quickly. The most egregious sin of High School Musical 2, Vanessa Hudgens has no R. She's in that film. She does. She's literally doing nothing. She has no goals or values or anything. She's just... It's a Troy story, whereas the first and the third, I think, have a bit more of a... They're both kind of striving for something, and they find that in each other and in the music. Whereas in that one, it's much more just Troy's like, you know, I'm, I don't even, I can't even remember now. He's like, I'm going to play with these college guys, I think it is. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to value my college education over my high school friends, which yeah. in itself yeah. is a really bad moral to teach kids yep. in so my opinion oh, yeah. as well. Oh, man, we will have to talk about the, the sins of this franchise like, at some point. He just changes his whole morals pretty quickly, but uh, but I don't know. He's obviously he's redeemed by singing with the group at the end. He's obviously <laughs> being played by Sharpay and everything, and they're making all this happen. And obviously, like what fifteen, sixteen year or twenty three year old or whatever he is at this time, um, like doesn't want all these new Italian shoes. And obviously, he's from a poor family, so like having all this rich stuff all of a sudden and these opportunities, he gets into. I'll just say. I, f- I thought two is the most memorable of the three of them, and it's the one that I can I I found myself enjoying in a dumb way the most out of the three of them. It's the one I most enjoy, ironically. I think. Yeah, 
it, it does stand out the most because it's kind of that um I don't know if there's a name for it, but it's like that. It's like a bottle film. It's self-contained. It's away from the normal thing. It feels almost like a a weird spin-off where it's like it's a vacation thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's a vacation. Yeah. I'm like that. Those are really fun. And so it is kind of um. There's there's a lot more plot holes in number two. I think that I'm just like, what is happening here? I don't understand anything about it. But I, <laughs> tell I don't me. think it's tell me some of the plot holes. Everyone will be able to fill them. Everyone's there all day and all night. Apparently, no one leaves this cult. So even though it's like a it's a college. What is it? A country club. Country people, club. People live there the whole time. It's clearly out in the middle of the desert with a um a back just like a backdrop canvas. Yeah. What What about the color correction in that movie? Oh, <laughs> it's very like bright. Troy dancing on the green. Like the green is the greenest green, and he is so orange. It's the strangest, yeah. strangest <laughs> choice. Anytime they're not inside, it looks. It's a real like uncanny valley. And yep, like there's yep. a, I think it's in the scene where they're singing on the green. It's like a, it's a normal day. The background is like the middle of the day. And then when it cuts to conversations with the boss, it's like it's twilight. And so it keeps cutting back. But it's like it's completely different on both sides. Yeah. There's a, there's a scene where they're like, oh, we've got to rehearse with Sharpe because the, the concert's coming up tonight and then it's daytime and then it's nighttime and the concert's <laughs> no, It's just like it's all <laughs> over the shop. It's a free-for-all. Time doesn't matter in the, in the no. Albuquerque country clubs. But High School Musical does have one redeeming thing, and that's Vanessa Hudgens on that rock in the bathing suit. Oof. She's a child, Conan. She's yes, not. Conan. She was like she was like eighteen. <laughs> he looked, looked it up it beforehand. Up. I did. I was super curious. I was <laughs> like, like, how old is she? Ages? Yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron well, was an adult. She was an adult. Well, she's, Jason. She's Jason in number one. I just wrote down a note that Jason looks like twenty-seven, passing off as a teenager. He's got like the <laughs> stubble. Like he's a freshly yeah. shaved. He's not a major character, but I was like, who's this old dude in the background that trying to pass off as young? But I don't know. The dance on the golf, like Zach Efron's dance on the golf course, is I think the most hilarious scene from all three of them. Like it's such a over dramatic thing. The singing in the water. Um, his his actual dance moves. It's so dramatic on the golf course. Um, I don't know. I found that the most entertaining one. It, it is. It's 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 so it's extremely good. It is extremely good. But the film's also indoctrination by Disney saying, work hard for these huge corporate bosses and you'll be happy just by working for a pittance. They're all just like so excited to go get these summer jobs. Like, we're going to spend our days working. Yeah, let's work for these uber wealthy people. It'll be great. And Disney's sitting here trying to sell it as like, this is a dream. This is awesome, guys. It's capitalist propaganda and it's an egregious sin. You can't be okay with it. They played us like a damn fiddle. And now here we are working nine to five jobs in a kitchen. Because so exactly. Sharp they can go around on the golf course. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> We're living my, the my, of the Disney Corp. My main problem with this sometimes, and I've wrote it down for number two near the end, is so, so many times they just go from one song to another without a break. It's like four songs in a row, it feels like sometimes, where it's like, like I thought that's the ending of the movie. You've had this big final thing, and then they're like, Yay! And then they walk like ten minutes and like oh, and they go into a different song. I'm like, what's going on? That's what I'm talking about. That's the, that only happens at the endings, and two and yeah. three particularly have it. They have three endings. Like yep. number two is like there's the final performance where everyone's singing on stage, and then cut to the pool scene where they're all singing at the pool for some reason. Well, that's yeah. And then and Stop then at the that. end they're they're releasing the lanterns on the greens. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. You, you could have just one. ended at the end of the performance, and then number three does the same thing. It's like. Yeah. Are we going to our final performance, and then they're on stage getting their awards and getting yep. college thing like handouts <laughs> at the end of their performance, which yeah, makes I no sense. What happens in America? No. It's, and then Troy gives his 
his his speech on the Oval and they all dance and then yep. they stare at the camera for five minutes. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, and they all yeah they all do like the waves and smiles where it's yeah. like um, oh they get a bit teary. Yep. It's so oh. weird. It's so weird. So Grana, you um you're definitely in the camp that three over two. Yeah, three has like the production value really helps like with. The choreography yeah. and the songs like are just amazing. I think they're actually amazing in three, in my opinion. I I do like a lot of things about two. Two has some weird stuff. Like there's this whole conspiracy theory on the internet about how at the end of um I don't dance, um Ryan Ryan and Chad swap clothes. I like, don't remember. See, this is the well, sort nobody of remembers. See, but this is the sort of thing you you find night. when you watch it. So there's a, there's a conspiracy theory about. Chad and Ryan swapping clothes, and perhaps they went off and did something together. Who knows? Who knows what happened? But Wait, they come back. Chad? So Chad is the the dude with the he's, he's the black guy. Oh. He's the he's yeah. he's uh he's Chad, he's Chad. best friend. Yeah, Chad. played by someone blur. So yeah, when yeah, Corden blur. So when <laughs> after after they're playing base baseball, and they sing their "I Don't Dance" song, the next scene they they swap clothes. That's a big conspiracy on the internet. It is a good song. I'm telling you. These films are layered with like subliminal coming out of the closet themes. I'm not making it up. They are really they are like they are packed full of this whole like I'm secretly ashamed of who I really am. Yeah, I've, I've got to be true to myself. It's nothing to worry about. We should all be happy with this. And it's everyone's just... like, and this is 2006. This is long before like this became super culturally acceptable. There's a, such a theme running through these films that I I genuinely think it's intentional. I think they were like, and it's it's musicals and te- <laughs> aren't they just no, I feel like they're just really ashamed that they're really, really good singers as well as good athletes, you know, and really good as well as having rich families. They're really I'm ashamed, ashamed of, of that. Like it's like, don't look at me. Oh god, they saw me sing brilliantly and very. That's the thing. It's so, it's so absurd. Nobody'd be ashamed of that. But do you know what people were ashamed of in two thousand six? Being gay. It's a, it's an interesting point, and it's it's in like if these movies were made today. There would be gay characters in these movies, right? But for sure, in two thousand and six to two thousand eight, that wasn't wasn't the done thing. That's an interesting point. You're probably right because it's All right. they don't actually have a gay character in this, do they? No, never explicitly. There's a lot of oh, like Ryan in the Hayes first brother ones. seems like yeah, he's very like, but it's but not. He, he takes a girl baby. to the prom and stuff. Like it's not no. like that's the thing. Yeah, maybe it's just the sign of the times and. Like in the first one, he's very like camped up, and he is really like that stereotypical like. He almost feels more like a gay best friend to Sharpay than her brother. I didn't realize they, siblings at the start of the movie. When twins. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. Weird. Anyway, his character goes through a weird transformation though. Like he's really dumb he in the first movie. Number two. Yeah, yeah. He has a great arc in number two. Yeah. I mean, he, he has does. the most development out of any character. He does. But like, he's he's very different in two and three to number one. I think they did actually like he's a real stereotype in the first one. He is. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna make we're gonna go with the first movie is the worst. What? What's to blame? It's like a, oh, even though the other ones didn't have a big budget, it's it feels it feels cheap. It feels yeah. it feels very Disney Channel. It feels like this is a movie that no one has heard of. It's just on the Disney Channel movie for some reason. Um, the actors are just they're very young, getting to know each other. Zac Efron not singing obviously is a major thing where it stands out so much. Um, yeah. And I think just. It's fine on its own, but when you watch the other two, the choreography and the music itself, like the songs itself, get so much better that it's, yeah, they just weren't there. And obviously they had more 
materials and more belief that they could they probably hired better songwriters and choreographers for the following two after the first one. Yeah, it, it's a pretty big jump in. I feel like it's a pretty big jump in quality between number one and two. Like they, they feel like they're very different movies, but they made a year apart. Exactly, that's the thing. They follow it up pretty quickly, so it's. Strange. I mean, yeah, they would have been felt like I said they're low budget, so they probably Disney would have wanted to just churn them out, as I think they do with TV movies. There, there's pretty. There's not a whole lot of effort that goes into them, I think, compared to obviously a standard film. And so I think they were just like, we can turn this around pretty easily. We've got these very young kids who are keen to work for, who are just keen to do anything to sort of hopefully get famous. Um, and I, I was reading somewhere, I forgot the statistic, but the first film I think was like a huge, like no one expected it to be the success it was. It was really highly viewed. It became like one of the highest viewed films on the Disney yeah. Channel. Um, and so that was, I think it was unexpected. And it was just like taking a punt on it and it paid off really well. All right. Well, has anyone got a fix for the first movie? I have a fix for the. It could be the first one. It could be the whole franchise, really. But it's it's not a. These films, I think, are actually probably okay for the audience they're intended for. If you're 13 watching these films, mm. they're probably really good. Like I look back to the films I loved as a kid, and I'm like, they're not good movies. But I got certain, you know, you get things out of them. They're they're made to you. And so I think these films, if you're yeah a young either pubescent or. I know prepubescent bordering on that or whatever. When you're young and you're into this stuff and you're going through the horrible transitions of teenage years, these films kind of speak to the angst of school. And so for us to be like, how do I fix this film? It's not going to fix it for that audience. It's going to fix it for me. Yeah. You make a good point. I don't know. Like, I think its whole thing is, I don't know, if I watch this as a kid with no confidence, a teenager with no confidence in my school, I don't know if I would have taken much from this, like, really handsome boy who's the star athlete <laughs> and is but also actually like good in drama. I'd be like, all I had was drama. God damn it, now the jock's going to get drama as well. <laughs> Screw him. There's a whole song to dissect that. It's literally saying, you know, they're saying stick with the status quo, but at the end of the film, it's like, nah, none of that, man. So you would have gone to school my, to the jocks. My parents and been like, are saving up pennies. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, you just have to be rich, yeah. hot, and successful, and good at everything to succeed in <laughs> high school. That would have been my thoughts coming out of the first one. Have a better message. Have him be a scrappy kid that doesn't belong and gets beat up, and no one likes him, and have him be the turn into like the star performer of a show. <laughs> and convince yeah. the jocks to sing up with sing with him instead of beating him up. That's a better story. It's, it's not a bad story. You're right. It is a serious problem in these movies that. But you're forgetting how G-rated these are. These are the most family-friendly of family-friendly films. The bathing sure. suits are number two. It's so funny. No one wears a bikini at all because they clearly like, we can't do that. There's, it could be considered provocative by some prude parents somewhere. But like, then the, 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 the dresses in number three are extremely short. Like, Sharpay singing at the end with, with her European counterpart, that dress is like underwear. Yeah, I guess, I guess after a couple of years it... They sort of read, but that's always that's always Maybe the case. They, they, push, adults. they push boundaries. <laughs> they push boundaries more. They're like, look, we've done this. We have to do a bit more. But I think the first film is trying to be so safe. It is trying to make sure that nothing at all is bad. And if they had a story of an underdog, there would be someone somewhere. Who'd be like, I don't want my kids watching the violence of a kid get beaten up or bullied. And that's why nothing. There's, that's why the drama is so minute and in, like inner because everyone's it's- really life still. It's very saccharine, like it's very, yeah. very sweet, and yeah. So I, I think, yeah. I was just going to say my fix, my fix for the first movie, and I think this could spread through all of them. But I would have loved if they had. I know they didn't have the budget, and then no one had was behind these movies. But if they had got 
a star, like a musical star to be in these movies. Like imagine if Olivia Newton-John was the drama teacher. Like imagine if Hugh Jackman was the coach. Something like that, like some real musical star. John Travolta. To just lead these lead these kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, f- well, thought, I feel like that yeah. could have been interesting. Because that is the formula that generally works. Like um, Burlesque, that film that came out, they got sure. I like Christina Aguilera as well. But they had two big musical stars and they're like, these are the people who carry this. And so everyone yep. is sort of around it is, yeah, it's, you're right. It's really sort of brought to another level through that. Um, speaking of the hidden meanings and the double entendres that you were talking about earlier, Cronin, like, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of, I, I just, I, one just came to my head then when um, Zac Efron's there with his dad and he's like, have you ever like worried about doing something? Cause you, you're worried your friends are going to judge you. And, the, and his dad's like, you mean instead of go, like going left instead of right? <laughs> Don't worry, go left. It's okay. When like, that happened, my wife was like, does he mean being gay? Like swing left instead of like swing the other way? Because <laughs> if you remember, swing the other way was like the term yeah, for it for so yeah. long. So yeah. she was like, is that what he means? And I was like, yeah, I think it is actually. <laughs> He's just like, I've got to keep this up with Vanessa Hudgens though. God damn it. Uh, Chad's my boy. Cheers. My fix, the grind that's a great fix. I love it. My fix would just be to make it more of a comedy. Like lean into all the cliches. Sharpay's parents would be like the Monopoly guy. And really <laughs> have a monocle, yeah. And you'd just be like, I never, whenever something bad happens. Um, the double the double entendres would be much more on the nose. The awkwardness would be more like everyone would be sort of aware of it. Zach Efron would be more goofy and like tripping over. Have have Zach Efron do like a Jim Halpert stare at the camera. After something awkward happens, every now and then, yeah, I would really love like if they would if they leaned into that. Would just like this is the most like if it was a satire of teen musicals almost. Yeah. I'd be all in for that. Yeah. Well, while we're fixing things, can we talk about Sharpay? She's such. I feel like she's such a strange character in these movies. Like, yes, she's has, supposed she has, to be the popular kid, but she she clearly has no friends. I had as a note in the first film, I was like, "What is her?" No, the first and second, I was like, "What's her power?" She's not popular, is she? She's like. But then it's, yeah, that's kind of the thing they lean into more. It's like, no, she's the popularest of populars. But even think, in the first one, she's like the ice queen. No one likes her. Yeah. It's, it, she's I got was, her followers. Was, she's got her followers. That, but she uh, doesn't, she doesn't even in the first, like her follower is her brother. Like, that's it. <laughs> I, I feel like she has the same arc in every film of these three films. Pretty much. She comes around the end, she's like, you know what? I was wrong. And then the start of the next one, she's a bitch again. And she's like, goes yeah. to the whole same arc again. And, Every time it ends up with everyone just trashing on her and like her getting her comeuppance. I was really stoked in the second one because I thought when I read the synopsis, it's like they all go to get jobs at her summer house. It's like, well, country club. I was like, sweet, they're all friends. There's going to be some real external conflict. And they just repeated it. <laughs> I, I was trying to compare her to Regina George in Mean Girls because I feel like they're similar characters, but Regina George just has so much more like motivation. Yeah. Like, by, by comparison, Sharpay just feels really mean. Like that's all that's all her character is. I'm just a mean person. I don't have any reason to be like I'm not trying to keep up a facade of being popular because nobody actually likes me. I'm just mean. You just won Zac Efron. Yeah, I guess so. That's all, this... that's her whole motivation. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is in the second one? Yeah, she's really just trying to get with Troy. Is it the same in the first one, or is it no? It's more about she wants to be the musical star, right? Yeah, and she doesn't want but, anyone coming into the musical group. But she also wants Troy in the balance that one and. He's, yeah, you know, and she does it. want Troy in the third one as well. Get Troy. I want to practice our kissing scene. Yeah, that's so 
And Troy's just dodging it left, right, and center. That's right. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Who deserved better in these movies? Does anyone have an opinion? I said Hudgens or Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu is actually pretty good, I think. I, like I've here, always liked him in these movies. Yeah, and I was reading his like biography. You know, he was like in all these ads and stuff when he was like three. He was a model by age five or something. He's um he's clearly like got this star power to him that he, he's really handsome and like his hair's pretty great. He's um, got a great name too. Oh, he's a phenomenal name. Okay, Blue. And he's um, like a he's a really good singer and dancer. So he's actually like. I don't know if he's a good actor or not. Like you see, he's better in the third one. Definitely, I'm like I, I want to see him do more because I think he could have potential. In number two, he's like, "That's my ball," you know. Like that, yeah, the ball oh, he carries one. around everywhere. He just has that ball no matter <laughs> he where does. he is. He's just got that ball by his side. That's his whole character in the first see, one. He'd be oh, no. a basketball dude. No, but people like people in my school did that. They had their footballs everywhere, and they would be like, they wouldn't be playing footy at all, but they had it just in case someone was like mm. off of you. you know? And anytime God someone dude. challenged me, I pulled my handball out of the pocket. I was like, all right. The thing, the thing that I struck me with, with him with the ball is that he never – like when you have a basketball, you want to bounce it, right? He never bounces it because that's really distracting in a movie if someone's bouncing a ball. Yeah. It's just – it strikes me every time I watch it. He never, ever bounces that damn ball. Maybe um, he's bad at basketball. Maybe he's ashamed of that. He's bad at the sport that he's so into. <laughs> you never actually see him play. He's just he's always on the sideline. He's just he's their like, water boy. He just carries the ball around. Penalty, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the team technically. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who deserves better. Um great state of Albuquerque. Probably Walter White. Maybe. RJ probably <laughs> his, his kid probably had to go to this school. He would have gone to school with these boys. <laughs> he would have been a better story to come, overcome stuff. He sees all these privileged white kids taking all the glory in every category. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like your answer of Corbin Blur. I like it. I, I appreciate him. Mm. All right. Dennis France. Who does he get to play in these movies? <laughs> he could play the coach. He could play Coach Bolton for sure. But my opinion, actually, I would love to see him as Miss Darvis, the, the drama teacher. Oh, yeah. Like, all those, those strange diatribes she goes on, I think it would be really fun to watch him do those. Like, they're shooting baskets and blah, blah, blah. Him saying that would be pretty funny. I see him as the guy number two, the pool, the guy that he's at the yeah that's their yeah oh, the, yeah the boss yeah he's I don't know really if I'm just typecasting Dennis Franz. We could right, do a little that. bit. He has some range. He could be Chad if he wanted. <laughs> he might be a really good singer. We don't know. That's, that's what that's that's what I was going to say. I didn't look this up about this film. I didn't do too much research into it. Were all of these singers that are acting in this, or all of them actors that could sing? I had the same question. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess the thing that comes really clear, particularly number three, is that there is dance scenes that are done by people who aren't the main characters and they're the better dance moves. So there's like they very clearly brought dancers in mm-hmm. to do those parts. I think they're just actors. They're triple threats, right? They can act, sing, yeah. and dance. That's what I, I think. They're their I characters, they I guess. Well, because, again, Cordon Bleu was like a, a singer and dancer. Like, he had those skills. So I think they were – all the talking parts, or like the main parts, I think they did try to get some people who were good at both, or at least two of the three. Um, yeah, true. But, I mean, how many kids are good at those? In the t- second and third one. All right. Which is the best movie? Luke, do you want to defend High School Musical 2 as the best? Um, I didn't think I would have to do much defending. Um, look, I just – I find it the most entertaining. I feel like it's the one – that's also the most memorable. Like, even though I've watched three later than I watched two, I feel like I remember more of the scenes from two more. 
I feel like the the location helps. Like it's very distinct. You know, they're out on this very orange and green golf course. Um, <laughs> it's like a planet from Toe Jam and Earl or something. Like it's it's I don't know. I, I like there's there's an arc there with him sort of ditching his friends to pursue this thing and then realize that there's the arc of um Ryan, like his whole thing about realizing who him and his sister are being and like why are they doing this and everything like that and his whole char- character arc to come around. Um I don't know. It's it's got a fun vibe to it because of the whole vacation thing and the fun on the golf course and the swimming pools and this sort of stuff. The um the I forget his name, the the guy that's employs them out there that is doing all Sharpay's dirty work. The yeah. manager. Um, like all the interactions with him and everything like that. I just feel like it's the most memorable. And my favorite scene from all of it was Zac Efron's dance on the golf course. <laughs> I just, I cracked up laughing like the whole scene and it just got better and better and more dramatic as it went on until he was singing like in the pond to his reflection. Um, it was just, it was spectacular. You know, I was it's, surprised it, it was, yeah, it was great. It's just definitely a high, highlight of the, of the trilogy. Like I, I famously, famously from uh, our rewatchable episode that we never released, like two was the, my more rewatchable movie. And I think it, I like, it is the ironic one that I enjoy watching. Like there's a lot to laugh at about that movie. I think it's definitely better than number one. I think the music and choreography is better than number three with the higher budget, yes. but I feel like I enjoy two. I think two is the best movie from my opinion, but yeah, I mean, you're kind of swaying me. <laughs> like, there's the, <laughs> I do remember a lot about. I think I remember more about too because of all those, all those things you say. Like, it just feels more of like this weird, fun, like obsc- yeah, just that weird obscure. Like, let's go and do a story in this bizarre situation and world that we never should, but they do yeah. it, and it's just like it's so weird. Like, why are all it? The- and they're like, everyone's got a job there, so it's just the entire kitchen is run by kids who have no cooking yeah. experience. Yeah, <laughs> they're just a basketball players. Like- they get to do one of the. They get to do a really awesome dance number in there. A band. When, they're, when they're playing on the pots and pans, yeah, man, so sick. But, yeah, I, um, I will. I will say for number three, to me, it's like it's what all these other movies wanted to be. Like it, it's yeah. the culmination of what number wanted, number one wanted to achieve. It's got like it has some genuinely good, like singing and dancing, like. Like that, the Night of Night song is just amazing. Like the the set pieces they go through, and the song is really really fun. I don't know. That's that's my favorite song in the whole series. So I have three reasons why number three is probably the best. Has its own Inception scene, which we already mentioned. But I can't. <laughs> I need to stress that again. It's got a friggin' Inception scene. It's yeah, right. a dope it's, song as well. That's the only thing yeah. that wins me over for three as well. So yeah, yeah it's probably the best like breakdown song because he has one in every movie, but it's probably the best one. <laughs> he does. Actually, I have four reasons. The second one is the songs are ironically, they're much, much better, but they're also less memorable for that, I think. I feel like I remember all these really cheesy, bad songs from one and two. Yeah. Like um, Status Quo, I'm like, that song's yep. not very good, and it's just no. really weird and clunkily sung, but I can't get it out of my head. Whereas I, I don't remember nearly as many from number three because they're all just really good. Um, yeah. I think the third one as well is the does the best at combining sort of the music with the real world events that it's reflecting and having that weird sort of meta narrative where it's like you're doing a musical about the high school musical yeah. is really kind of fun. Yeah, I really like the way they weave, like they'll be singing a song like in the classroom or whatever or, and it will transform into the what's going to happen in the musical. I think that's really well done, like really well yeah. weaved together. I think, yeah, that makes that's really sort of plays on the strength of the musical, I think. And the other reason is Kelsey and her prom dress. 
Good lord. <laughs> Kelsey Kelsey is definitely eleven out of ten a, a standout in these movies, I think. So I was I was waiting for Conan to finish. I was gonna say, um the music you composer, want to press Kelsey? Is that, is that Kelsey? Yeah, it's Kelsey. Yeah. I think she deserved I think she, I she was actually one of the only likable characters I felt like throughout it. Like she I actually checked her IMDb and she actually has done a decent amount of stuff. Like mm. probably more than Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, she's an actual actress. Mm, I'm true. glad I didn't see these in my pubescent years because, man, she would have shaped my <laughs> just my passions for a long time. Oh, dear. This is not I a think, family podcast. No, I think um, I just I really enjoy Troy and Gabriella in this in the third movie too. Like, I think they're very cute together. I think they definitely have a real um, chemistry together. And I, it's it's very evident on the screen in that movie. Like yeah, when, he, when he drives across the country yeah. and manipulates her into coming home with him. <laughs> <laughs> it, as, as bad as that scene could be taken, it's very sweet. But she's a bit of a dick about it as well. She's just like, yeah. I left without saying goodbye. I'm like, I just can't say goodbyes anymore. I was like, you've said no goodbyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to move on with my life. It's, it was really like empty of passion because Troy's like almost crying. was like, you've got to do this. And she's just like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, Troy. Sorry. It's, it's like yeah. a four-hour car trip. <laughs> <laughs> that's hundred dollars in fuel, Troy. It's not like it's a. It's like if you look, I googled it because I was curious, but it's, it is literally, it's literally a thousand miles. Like, yeah, wow. what a legend. Doesn't he like drive back and he's like the problems like tonight? We can get back yeah. in time. He's yeah. like, I'm going to miss the first act, but I'll be back for the second act with his rocket car. So, and they have his, his, his um, his replacement dude, his stand-in. Yeah. Oh yeah, rocket. that was. But he's kind of funny because I he's just like that emo stoner dude that was yeah. such a thing during again during those late two thousand like oh noughts. He's just such a douchebag. I remember I really, guys like that. Yeah. I really enjoy that they they have this song that they repeat over and over again, but the way that different people perform it, like when he comes on to sing Troy's part and he's like, Oh that I wanna do it's really good. I really enjoy that. <laughs> and Chape is just taken aback. It's fun. Can we yeah. make our new theme song? Rend- just grinder doing renditions of the songs. <laughs> I yeah, could do yeah. all of them. It's true. Yeah. I do like at the end when they graduate and it's like um we're all on this together, but it's like this the soft like sort of orchestral version. It's really heartfelt. I'm like, that's nice. They're doing re- they're rehashing old songs. It's funny, like all the music in these movies, like even the background music is them performing. Like there's the the, the party at the party at Troy's house is them singing a song. Yep. It's really strange. That is you, strange. I think the opening song is the best in number three as well. Like where they're, they're at the end of the basketball game. It's like oh, 16 yeah. seconds, like 16 oh. minutes. Oh, yeah. And then and then Gabriella's in the audience. She's like, Troy! <laughs> now I yeah, can hardly the breathe. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness oh. me. Yeah, true. I really enjoy that. <laughs> Um, right. I think my, my main takeaway of these films was like, you know, if I went to this high school, I probably would have got homeschooled. <laughs> I no, can't compete the with these time. people. I can't you, would have had, with you would have been friends with everybody. Everyone would have been super lovely. Yeah, true. And you would have had like at least three coming of age events in your life. Most of us get none. That's true. But you would have come of age so hard. All right. Anyone have anything else they want to say about this? I'm actually surprised at how seriously we took these movies. I thought there would be a lot more, a lot more, lot more trashing them than there was. I'll just say with that, with the whole scene um, in number three with the uh, NSYNC music video and the Inception yeah. hallway as well, all the CGI basketballs raining down on him, in, like on the court when he gets there, and you can just Crazy. tell all the basketballs are CGI. 
Um, it's pretty great. Truthfully, I was so invested, I didn't <laughs> even notice. I was just like, I was like, sing it, Troy. You're, you're singing my soul as He's well. He's just punching those balls away, like, ah, get out of Troy's here. Troy's broken into the school after hours just so he could sing this song on a basketball court. And takes his clothes off just to put on his basketball shirt. He's like, all right, yeah. here we go. That's weird. And then he, just, he stops and his teacher's there watching. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? I yeah, secretly like, entered you into a college program. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like inappropriate boundaries getting crossed. Yeah. The other thing that's weird is like the um they steal the clothes of the two the two two new yeah. new guys and like make them run through the school. Like that whole scene I don't think would ever happen today. But it would be a court case. Yeah. There's a very hazing element to that. But also his friend, the the black kid looks like he's twelve. He's the only kid that looks like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> they fought, like, what they the got hell? He's like, this is college, not high school, man. He has he has some really sick dance moves in the final song. I'll just put that out there if you ever watch these movies again. I'm I'm going to. I'll keep an eye out on it. This is my annual rewatch now. When I'm feeling blue, <laughs> I watch Cordon Blue. Yeah, I was gonna say you turned to Cordon Blue. He <laughs> reminds me of life's worth living. Final right. thoughts, Sharpay's hot as well. <laughs> Conan's just uh very thirsty tonight. I'm <laughs> I'm a bit surprised to be honest. Very beautiful. Yeah. These are kids' movies. <laughs> Again, that Disney tried. Disney tried to be family friendly, and they failed. Right. Yep. Blood was pumping. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Thank Take you. Us home. Thank you. Thank you, guys, so much for watching and indulging in my uh, little secret pleasure with me, uh, Conan. What are we watching next time? Well, you know how I'm into art house and breaking away from the status quo. I have to actually go back to the status quo, though, because these films are just so left field and I need some some good cinema to cleanse the palate. So we're watching the greatest trilogy ever made, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Great, Scott. Keen for it. This is a good good palate cleanser. Yep. We're getting back on track. I've not watched these movies for a long time. I'm very keen. No. Well, they seem to be on TV a lot. That's where I've watched them the most. If these were on TV every night, I would probably end up watching at least one of them, honestly. They're... Oh, I'm excited. My whole childhood, I just wanted that hat and that jacket and that hoverboard. And, and the shoes. shoes that do Everything. That. I just wanted to yep. be a Mighty McFlyer. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on The Good, The Bad, and The Worst. You can uh, catch us on socials, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you've found this podcast, and we'll catch you next time. We're all in this together. Guys, I can't sing. Okay. Can't dance either. I can dance. <laughs> I bet you could. I don't even do it.